At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, here you see him, Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Andy. And yes, joining me, my brothers are back. Uh, first off, the uh, it's not Dion Series for prime time. Yo, yo. And, I'm folding and check your rolling. <laughs> oh, you know what? That, that, that actually goes pretty good with that. And also returning from his trip, the man, the myth, the reality, the revolutionary freshman flow, Q flow, flow the rookie. Yes, sir. Welcome good back, man. How, how was the vacation? It was a well needed vacation. Got the reset I was looking for. I'm ready to work. Oh, I man, that was good because, you know, me and Prime was over here having victory tour problems. You know, he wanted to come in on his bus. I wanted to come in on my bus. You know, he was sitting on the same floor. I wanted to record this day. He wanted to record that day. I said, you know what, man, what's going on? Like, hey, man, sometimes you need that third that third person to balance the team out, man. Exactly. You know, everybody needs a, you know, uh, well, I, I can't think of not one person from the home again or the victory tour that helps yeah. us together. Would you say, uh, Prime? No, I was. I was <laughs> I'm watching the TNA pay per view, and they dumped also kind of over the top rope, but her whole top came off. Whoa! Like, this the is like whole live? thing. Uh, this is like an old one of the is it's old, but I'm saying. Oh, okay. The whole thing. Oh, <laughs> right boy. in front of the camera. Okay. I don't see. Totally, this is why we even get along, but. Welcome back to the, the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast. So, a couple of things that you know to, to talk about on today's podcast. Uh, Raw supposedly going to TV fourteen, and I'm gonna give my reason of why you probably should calm the hell down. And you know, they actually got the whole theme of this episode is like calm the hell down because you know, uh, fans get no Sasha Banks because of how much she's charging for uh, events. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Calm the hell down. You really need to, because she probably should be charging more. To be honest with you, yo, that's a fact. Let's yeah. keep it going. Yeah, you know, and then uh, see why and try to come to my city, and I, y'all need to calm the hell down because they're not even going to be in the twenty three hundred arena. So I doubt they're going to fit a hundred people. The up most in that talked building. about wrestling promotion in the century, according to them. In this, okay. <laughs> 
it. That 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 why that how impacts your surviving. So <laughs> you know, and, and all the other stuff. So, but uh, first, let's make sure uh, we pay the bills here. Make sure you guys check out spacesfully.com. Spacesfully.com, the production that we're a part of. They hear their podcasts all over the city of brotherly love here in Philly. Check out the content they have on there from the Lulu and Pop Plus One, uh, doing business with Mark Rando and the Market Dark Show. Also, you guys can check uh, our content out on there as well. The No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, the Nerd Gas and Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hell Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Dog Sober Tongue. This is on all the podcasts as from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Sa- uh, no, man, not, not that. Should be Spotify, iHeartRadio. Listen to the snippets on YouTube Premium as well. And uh, also make sure you guys check out my main man Primetime and Lee Boy TV every single Friday for the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. Prime, what was the episode this past Friday? No, we actually took a break this week. Oh, that's pretty cool. Everybody needs a break. I do know that if for those who listen to the Nerdgasm Talk podcast, we are doing our 2022 midterms, best TV series, best movies and stuff that we saw. And then, of course, uh, my birthday coming up. So I plan on trying to do some uh, Michael Jackson related content on there as well. So. And also, since the man is back with all, you know, the music, and, and, and like I said, the man been on the world tour and everything like that, you know, uh, with the music, Q, let them know where they, they, they can listen to all your new music and stuff that has come out. Uh, you can listen to everything at Q-FLO. Um, so, I've been, like, sick, so I ain't really been working on music, uh, Physically, I'm okay though. So like, I'm I'm back to the to the grind. But like, ain't really been nothing new recently that I can uh, promote. Um, so just be patient with your boy. You know what I mean? I I got you. I got you. I'm I'm just getting back into the swing of things. You know what I mean? I was on vacation. You know what I mean? I came home a couple of days later. I got sick. All right. I I look. I was in the same happen. boat, bro. Things happen. All right. Omicron was be patient everywhere. with your boy. Uh, Q, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a bar. I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need you to uh need a I'm gonna need a bar with LeBron and Drew League in it. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got you. I need, you need LeBron, what I'm I need about LeBron and the Drew League. Reference. I do know what you're talking about. Six oh, you do? Okay, good. Yes. Okay. Okay, good. I've good, seen good. it on my timeline all day. I do know what you're talking about. And I think oh, yesterday dude. too. Did somebody uh? It was yesterday. No, I was saying though, on my timeline, I was seeing it all day yesterday and today. Somebody called him with a nasty spin move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, shut up. That was like, uh, all, all, all I'm looking for is a LeBron drop, drop forward to like LeBron in the Drew League line. I'm cool. <laughs> it's too easy. It's gotta, too- gotta get y'all uh, uh, complicated one. Oh, snap. You better pull out a King Cunningham. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't. He'll be like, y'all can't fool me. I'm dropping back to back like LeBron in the Drew League. So stupid. Not at all. Not at all. But also, when you do when you do heal up, kid, one thing me and my wife, uh, late sketch been at was we want in D.C., if y'all have not yet, and y'all don't got to be black to do this. I'm letting y'all know out there right now. Get y'all ass to that African-American Smithsonian. Oh, hell yeah. Get get your ass 
to the African American Smithsonian. That just was different. Like, I've been in there. Oh, oh, oh so, so you have been in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, bro, that don't change my life. It that don't change my life. That's one of the best. I've been in that one in the. Uh, is where's the African American History Museum? Is that Baltimore or DC? Uh, okay. So the Smithsonian's in DC. I know we got know one here in Philly, but that one sucks. That one sucks. Yeah, uh, but the, uh, I know that the Civil Rights Museum is in Memphis. I'm trying to get down there also to check that out. There may mm-hmm. be one. There may be one in Baltimore. I'm not sure. No, nah, you know what? It is DC. I remember. I've been to that one too. Got the the slavery, the, the scary parts of slavery downstairs. Oh yeah, but no, but, mm-hmm. but this one, I, I was telling Prime when you was going, I was like, "Yo, get your get your ass, get your to ass, Smithsonian." Like, uh-huh. they're actually you right now. Like I said, from five floors of Black Excellence, five floors. You got, you got, you got to do all of them. Like I said, I did all of them in one day. Hey. Wore my knees and feet out. I ain't gonna lie to you, <laughs> but I, I said I don't know. I don't know, I don't know when we gonna come back and the, the, like the tickets they be going fast. I mean, like on, we was there one day on a regular Thursday. And, and, and those tickets are already sold out. I'm like, on a Thursday? Yes. Get down there. So I just, I just want to make sure I, I make sure I put put it out there. You know, I told you, you know, I was thinking about no, get your ass down there and learn something. Cause that 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 thing that thing is right. Right. But uh, let's get on into into this here real quick because there was uh, a report on. The Mad Men's uh, podcast by uh, Andrew Zarian. They raw will revert to the TV fourteen rating starting next or next week, which is will be July eighteenth. Okay, so that has been debunked. It has been. It's debunked, not. Yes. Yeah, it's not going to be July eighteenth. We don't have a date for it. Yes, because like I said, it, uh, um, it, it did come off of saying that hey, you know that was what. Whatever the case may be, because people are getting excited, stuff like that. And then uh, they say this doesn't happen. They do plan on going TV 14, but we just don't know when. Um, to be- they got to have somebody destroy the stage so they can make a new one. You know how right on the door, they oh, yeah, go through oh, the stage? Yeah, that's, that's how, usually how they, they try to do things. Here, okay, so here's my thing I was like, and? I'm like, as soon as everybody hears TV fourteen, first of all, before I just get into this whole thing, the trust, the money, yeah. you do yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come on, come on, let's get yeah. it on. Move to the music. I remember that. I remember that. Well, two thousand two. Uh, y'all, when y'all first heard this, what was the first first thing that went to y'all minds? Y'all was like, y'all heard that. I was like, all right, yeah. Uh, so, um, I don't, okay, I think the last time I was here, I had mentioned that podcast I was on that let me do that Vince McMahon rant. Yeah. And I swear, it's like every time WWE drops news like this, I just feel like Q was on to something. I just feel like I was on to something, man. I'm sitting here like, look, I know Vince ain't 100% gone, but it's just like, you see what happens when you just, just, rem- just, just even mention the words Vince in trouble, shit changes for the better. Triple H is back. 
we about to go back to 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 to, to women pulling their boobs out like like the lady did for DX. Like well, I'm not doing that. I know, I know, I know. But <laughs> I don't know, man. Them Q them Q was right t shirts. They might be they might be in production a little quicker is all I'm saying. Here's my thing on it, because there, if I know AEW drops the shit like every single week, they're being like everybody's promos. I know they have more blood on there. USA probably looks at TNT and TBS and be like, okay, well, if they can be a little edgier, maybe they can be a little bit edgier also. But here's the thing. I don't think people truly understand what the hell's been going on here because they're, they're, they're like going back to TV 14 I'm like when you think of TV 14 the first thing people think of is the attitude error the attitude error is not coming back hell no and it shouldn't come back to be honest with you attitude error was full of angles and crazy stuff but the wrestling was not that great unless you was in the main event scene maybe up a mid card and it, it was all, it was all about all about the storylines and all the immature stuff. Tinson Nash is not coming back. Gravy Bowl matches is not coming back. Uh, HLA is not coming back. Ah, damn. Yeah, you know I'm saying all that stuff is all that stuff is not coming back because here's the thing, y'all. They've been doing a TV fourteen project even though the thing says PG. They've been doing. A TV fourteen product already. Brock Lesnar just said, uh, "Was a shit bag on 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 SmackDown." They they, they muted him out. Andre Chase uh-huh. using the F word on NXT all the time. Roman Reigns called uh, Seth Rollins the N word. Yeah, like, like they, they've been already doing TV fourteen stuff, and it's still been on PG. But that don't help the product. Right? Do you think? Okay. Well, do you think with them being TV 14 that they're writing better for a teenager and not two-year-olds? Nope. I will tell you why. Because they are still writing for an audience of one. And that audience is Vince. Despite Vince got 12 uh, million hush money and the Wall Street Journal already dug up something else on the McMahon family that, that it, it could be within a week that they, it could be, be, be no new stuff. But I'm dead serious. Like you gonna keep getting them stuff. But in the meantime, he's still there. He's still head of the creative. He's still ripping up the the script. So, with that even being said, he it's an audience of one. And besides, it's not even about just writing for a more TV fourteen style audience. Two things has to happen if you want Raw to get better. Number one, it got us. It got to go from. You gotta go back to two hours. It's number one. It's this. It's been ten years since Raw has been three hours. And here's the thing: that wasn't a WWE thing. That was a USA thing. It's hard to write a three-hour show and make it interesting mm-hmm. every single week. They want. Well, that's not gonna happen. Say what? That's not gonna happen. It's not. I would say that's why the three the three hours. That money, that money is too good for that three hours. Unfortunately. Oh, oh exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. They gonna want them. We gonna do what USA want to do because they, they they pay that money for that. So yeah, that money's too good to, to take to, to go back to the two hour format. That and the writing team has to change 
or the direction of the writing has to change. You have little TV 14 stuff that's going on in here, but however, it's still not going to like honestly say if on a regular Raw and then you just have out the blue Oscar kiss Becky Lynch. Does it make the show better? No, because you had two women kiss. Okay, wow, you got an arousing moment out of like for three seconds. But the show ain't better. You're not creating new stars. You're not doing any, any type of new storylines. You're giving us the same shit over and over and over again. Right. And, and it's not like the it's not like WWE has to be TV 14 to be successful because the, some of the great the best storylines that we enjoy was from the PG era of wrestling because wrestling was PG before the Attitude Era. That 90s, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Undertaker, Razor Ramon, Goldust, Mankind, Vader, Vader, those, that's, 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 that's PG. Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass, is from a PG era wrestling show. It ain't like it's My Little Pony out here, I'm just saying, but it was still... You know, kids can watch that show. So they with, with, with Hulkamania and all that stuff like that. They had the stupid ass gimmicks, of course. The T14 when they went more risk risque, but it's not. It ain't like you know, 2008 came and they just became PG. That that's just not that's just not what was what, what happened here. Right. So them even going uh, TV PG, I was like, I paid no attention to it because it's not. Going to up the product, y'all understand? They can do whatever they want. Y'all can keep sweeping stuff under the rug. Y'all can keep putting a bandit over everything. Nothing will change or get better with the product until Vince McMahon is gone, or or unless there's a threat to the company. That's what that's what mm-hmm. the whole answer there happened for. Because they was going bankrupt and WCW was on that ass. They were forced to change. If WCW never happened and Vinny Vegas was the champion and still run the nineties, then guess what? They wouldn't have even done the attitude era. So they would have never even done Rufus Aggression if he didn't buy all the wrestling companies he had overloading a roster. The Rufus Aggression was for them to have a competition within themselves. All that would never happen if nothing, nothing was ever threatened. Nothing is... AEW is big. Yes, it's, it's bigger than Impact was at that time. And AEW is, is the second show. But they're not a threat to Vince McMahon. They're not a threat to who makes billions of dollars in their sleep the super bowl or the nba all-star game or the world series or dancing with the fucking stars are threats to raw but they don't care about the ratings because they're going to get the money anyway there's no threat there so there if there's no threat there's no need to change tv 14 ain't gonna help that you can have a TV 14 thing, and it's just like, okay, but where's the angle? If somebody start doing, like, you know, how they used to, like, when somebody wrote all that racist stuff on the Nation Domination's locker room, oh, we're risque, but where's the story going? What are you going to do, Bobby Lashley's locker room? Why? 
Oh my god, it's risque. Oh my god, he said shit on TV because he already been saying it. Are y'all bringing back Braun Payne matches? I doubt it. I doubt you're going to see uh, Oscar in a Braun Payne's match. She'll leave. Let's act like she ain't do 50,000 of them in Japan. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah, I know about saying, but she ain't going to do it here in wrestling. I mean, not, no. not WWE. Not, Especially, especially not to. Women, why, like. why would and first of all, why would they do that when they are investigating this 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 guy who's been sitting yeah, around? Man, they're not gonna do at all. What you say? Oh yeah, you're right. They're not gonna do at all. Exactly. When they investigate this guy who gave away over twelve million of hush money because of these uh, uh, affairs that he's had with these women, why would why would you even do something like that? You won't. Vince is insensitive, though, so I wouldn't put it past him, honestly. You said what? I said Vince is insensitive, though. I wouldn't put it past him. Oh, he's insensitive, I'm saying, but right right now, it's like, let something like that come up, because right now, everybody knows. Because right now, it ain't, it ain't like, you know, Fightful or Wrestling Inc. reporter Vince McMahon was paid twelve minutes of hush money. The Wall Street Journal, <laughs> CNN, MSNBC, like the news channels that's reporting on. It's like <coughs> Biden goes to Saudi Arabia and Vince McMahon is doing. That he's in the world news. People yeah. now know about this is bigger than a wrestling thing, and all they got to do is to see some women. Stripped down in her bra panties, getting knocked out in the ring, oiled up with, with baby oil in a in a beach ball fight. Like that's right. not going. That's not going. That's not going to fly. Everybody be trying to drop. At the mouth. Exactly. He may be phone about saying, but everybody want to automatically. Yo, we gotta get rid of WWE, or they gonna have to force him to resign because that they won't even do that no more. TV fourteen wouldn't even help that. If truly, if you want to help out. The product get the product better. For, for at least for Raw, it may be two hours. But even right now, SmackDown's two hours, and SmackDown sucks like shit right now too. Roman can't even say that show no more. <laughs> Roman can't even say, say the show no more. So, if it, it's Yo, all, honestly, if, it, if it, it's all about who are you writing, what the right team is writing for, and you have you have to write to an audience of one. And once that audience of one changes, or there's a new power in there that's behind creative, to actually, and then you know when, when the talent can work with the creative. I mean, come on, when when, when you had the Brett and Sean rivalry in the '90s, you had the talent and the writing that that, that, that coped with the talent. Final thoughts, like I said, I knew that costumes were probably going to be taking over a little bit, but or. Prime, do you, do you have anything that you, that you think will be the product better if they even do do a TV fourteen style rating? Just don't treat people stupid and write it for uh, a, a wide range of like write it. Just write it. Just write it as if you're watching a show. And I'm gonna be a kid show. Just a show. You just start from a show first. Or like a human interaction show. Like one thing I hate is dumb baby face syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, That's a fact. I I hate like back in that like Stone Cold The Rock, Kurt or well, 
it, when Curry was a face, American Badass Undertaker, they weren't stupid as baby faces. They didn't allow certain heels to, you know, uh, make them look extremely stupid all the time. Right. So, sometimes they did, but not all the time. Because they, they, they just had that, that, that stupid... Bianca Belair gets counted out because like some music is heard, so she got distracted. I'm like, why? Or like you know, like if somebody hears the music and then, and then they turn around and then they get and they get real distracted. They wait for somebody to come down and nobody comes down. And they get on the roll. I'm like, oh my god, this dumb baby face stuff. Or they get their ass beat and they, and they get they start smiling and shit. Like, how about you you start treating people like like people? Like, what, what would you really do? Like, if some like if Judgment Day beat up my son Dominic, why am I in the ring letting him talk? Mysterio. This is the the, the, I mean, the ramp that happened on Raw the past week. I mean, Damian Priest is like two times his size. And? So. And? Yeah. Somebody touched my daughter. That's my son. You know, like well, well, that's Eddie. Yes, first of all, that's Eddie's son. So, like. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, would it be Uncle Raider? <laughs> that's my nephew. Yeah. yeah I, 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 if, if somebody putting their hands on the kid, you know, what I'm saying whether whether I walk in and see him getting ass open or not, it's like you, you're gonna get a fury of these hands. And I say make make the shit more make make the shit more realistic to how an actual human being would act in that situation. You know, it doesn't it, it, it doesn't take a genius. Like sometimes you can just make s- simple shit happen. Like why in the hell is Carmella getting all these title shots? And anybody says because she's a fill in. I'm like you you can build in a better fill in. She's probably been getting filled in. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, they said they said Carmella and Corey Graves going start uh, finish what Edge and Lita started. Probably. I wow. wouldn't put it past him. You heard, like, yeah, he was talking last week. Mm-hmm. Last sex celebration, yeah. Because let, let's bring that back, right? Yeah, I mean, right. that was one of the that was one of the highest rated segments ever. Exactly. They yeah. They, they sold not doing that again. No. <laughs> like I said, when you got somebody, they got hushed. If this was, if this was like, you know what? I'm blowing up the whole bridge, and everybody coming down with me. Then, then you know, yeah. He, let me go ahead and do that. And shit, I'll tell you, the next day, they ain't going to be good. For WWE, for the people involved, and Vince McMahon himself. Just saying. So, T-14 T- is not going to change the damn thing. <sighs> Moving on. So, there was really an uproar. Like, really an uproar on social media. Because now... Uh, Sasha Banks has been booked at this kind of Comic Con event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think was it in Chicago or something like that. I'm not necessarily sure. Uh, and she's been. I thought it was. I, I thought it was San Diego <laughs> Comic Con. It was a what? I thought it was San Diego Comic Con. Oh, probably you can say the Comic Con is coming up, and she's being put under her real name as Mercedes Vardor. Uh, uh, Voldemort. Right. You know how her last name is. Um, Voldemort. Voldemort. No, you doing and and I'm just sitting there like okay, and it, it was revealed because honestly it's not really we don't truly know what the actual asking figure of what for this event was, but her figure when it comes to doing this these kind of appearance was thirty thousand dollars, and 
everybody jumped on that, and they, I, I'm like, they really started coming at the sister. For what? They was coming at and, and, and making it seem like you know she is full of herself and that she doesn't deserve that much money stuff like that. I'm just like, hold on, hold on, y'all. I'm sorry, I, I I I didn't know that DC body knew how business worked. We have a friend, okay. I'm not gonna use no names because I didn't ask for permission for them to, to, to talk to yeah, congratulations him. Congratulations to him, by the way. What you say? What? I said congratulations to him, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Uh, I say, but if he hears, he he has it on my. He he does you know what this. We're talking about. He does this kind of stuff where. It comes from when we have our icons of wrestling event up here in Philly. Oh, not exa- exactly know who you talk about. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we have an icons of wrestling event up here in Philly, they go around and they be booking different wrestlers to come in and to be at the the Twenty Nine Arena, meet and greets and photo ops and autographs and stuff like that. And these wrestlers be charging anywhere from. Seven grand to fifty grand to even a hundred grand to depend on how big the star is. And now for the icons, we have had people like as big as Sting, Shawn Michaels come in there, and people as small as Roadkill. Okay, so thirty thousand dollars. First of all, this is Sasha Banks we're talking about here. First of all. First of all, uh-huh. regardless of any of that, that doesn't even matter to the the ordinary people, though. It don't. That's only for the you know promotion and the the, the people that's running the event. If they want to spend their money, why does that matter to you? Right. My thing is too. If it's San Diego, it's San Diego, right? I believe it's San Diego. I know she's gonna if, be there, but I don't know if that's the one that they're talking about. Oh, all right. Well, hypothetically, if it is San Diego. What are y'all bitching about anyway? You know how much mm-hmm. money they make? They yeah. got it. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. Brokey? But here's the thing. $30,000 ain't nothing. I, like I said, I have seen actually uh, people that my uh, our friend has booked who has doubled his money by booking these people at the 2300 Arena. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it's 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 a decent size, but it's still small. Like I like I could be at one end of the room and see all the way to the other side of the arena and call it a day. This is not like thirty thousand dollars. If you just get three hundred, because right now her asking price for a photo right now is ninety, and her uh, autograph is seventy. Is that the photo op or like a? Selfie, the uh, fo- photo op. Okay, that makes sense. Is ninety, and an autograph signing is seventy. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, if you get about three hundred people to buy just a picture, you almost make that money back. You don't think that they would make it the, like they 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 have no problem with that. Like I said. She's undercharging herself. This is this is a woman that walked out of WWE with Naomi and has not been heard from since. 
the buzz is still around Sasha Banks, okay? And besides, this is still Sasha Banks. Like I, I, I've met Sasha Banks before, and I met her when, when uh, she came to Philly and we it was the Comic Con. This is back when she was just the boss, just going off the boss and Snoop Dogg's cousin, and she had a long line then. And at that time, it was only about fifty for a photo op. Mm-hmm. Okay, at, 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 this was like, like she she must have just just joined the main roster, Sasha Banks. You know what I'm saying? You know, and then like, but 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 look from where she has come from to now. She's a bigger star. <clears throat> like I said, obviously. She's done. Uh, she done the man, the Mandalorian thing in Hollywood because it's it's, a, it's an event like that for TV and movies and stuff like that. Also, so so they're they're going to promote that. And these people are going to <coughs> hand over fist, make their money back mm-hmm. in their sleep. Thirty thousand ain't. You got people like William Shatner, who come to Comic Con, who charge way more than that. And you, uh, well, it's Captain Kirk, which honestly, and then, then you have people that I have seen that have who their, their their status has been less than than Sasha's to the point where it's just like, really, you're charging that much money? Get the fuck out of here! Like 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 right. fully yourself kind of thing almost. Hey hey, my cousin went to a comic con and he took a picture with Curtis Hughes, and this man Curtis Hughes is charging like fifty dollars, fifty five dollars for a picture. Look, Avery Brooks is charging ninety. Who exactly? I'll, I'll say the name again. Avery Brooks. I'll let you. Th- I'll let you think. I'll let you think who that is. Give up. That's the black Star Trek guy from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> I'm like, what, bro? Look, take this thirty five dollars and be happy. You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt. But you got Sasha Banks, and who, you know, when you got we, people like Steve probably charge like fifty thousand to be there, or Shawn Michaels, who she, in my personal bit, as of right now, when the buzz is hot, get your money. Hell yeah, sis, get your money. You undercharging yourself, and like I said, she gonna make like they gonna make that all right back, and then imagine the people who gonna want her to sign all this shit so they can sell it on eBay in the first place. Because see, these people out here, you know, you know, they want to criticize anybody, but yeah, they want to come with a bag full of toys and memorabilia stuff and have people sign it so they can sell all the show eBay, so they can try to double their money. And now she gonna be sitting there, poor Bret Hart when she came to Toy Three Hundred Arena, and there was a guy that was in front of us that had two duffel bags full of memorabilia for him to sign in pink sharpie so you can sell it online. Bret Hart was with, with this guy signing stuff for almost 30 minutes. That's First of all, that's too long to be with just one customer. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have a line full of people that's waiting to see Bret Hart. And he's older. Get what you were, because hell, if Naomi come out and say like, right, I, I'll take twenty thousand, because you know, pay that woman. The interest in her right now is high, and she, they, she, they, they both still have loyal fan bases. Mm-hmm. 
they just want to talk shit because of Sasha Banks. Like, really? I was like, y'all aren't, y'all getting mad. And y'all acting like she acting like, hey, it cost 30000 for y'all to get a picture. That's how much she's charging mm-hmm. for the That's what they had that money, yeah. Yeah, that's how much she's, her, her team is charging for the venue, for her time to be there, to do what, what, take pictures with y'all and sign autographs. Mm-hmm. That's a job in itself. Do you sit down there for six, seven hours a day and sit there and sign autographs and then, you know, who gives you something to eat or, you know, or give you something to drink while you got to sit there and your, your social battery got to be on and you, you don't think somebody's going to go up there and ask her why she left or is she going to come back or try to ask her questions while she trying to take a picture and do an autograph? She, she doesn't charge herself. Right. I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, Sasha, Bill, you, you deserve more. And I'm saying, I'm like, you know what, you know, y'all just, y- y'all, y'all being crucial because it's the obvious. And I'm like, I'm not even going to say it right now, but I'm just saying, but y'all just being crucial because of the obvious. And it's always been like that. So, I just want to give my, my two ranks today. had two ranks today. What'd you say? Mm-hmm. You had two ranks today. Man, look, look, look. <laughs> Cause that Sasha's just, I was like, really, like, yo, I'm like, I, I've seen how this business has worked before, and I'm just like, I remember when I got mad at Christian, who was just like, well, you know, I'm seven thousand, but with Edge there, I bumped like twenty thousand. I'm just like, what? Christian, stop. <laughs> just say, but you know, but I understand, you know, Christian want a higher thing, but I'm like, but you don't get no Edge bump. Unless uh, uh, unless y'all take a picture together, but I'm like just because he's there, don't mean I, you should be bumped up. But I'm just saying, but there there has been you know situations like that. I'm just like, all right, well that's the asking price, sure. Bray, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say certain wrestlers who've had had high, high asking prices. I remember uh, uh, somebody from the CYN before they went there had a high asking price. I was just like. And then he was like, you think we're going to make that money back? I'm like, I doubt it. <laughs> so I'm like, if if you ain't going to make that money back, then don't waste your money on that. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, because uh, he's asking my opinion, like, all right, this is how much this guy wants. Do you think, well, what's going on? Because you got to go you gotta go by the atmosphere of what's going on. Do you think we'll make that money back? Probably not. Sasha, bro, you can make that th- two, three, four times over. Make oh. bank. And not miss a damn thing. If I was, if, if I was sitting there book, I'm just like, yo, we gotta get thirty grand together to get Sasha Banks. I'm like, all right, Q Flow, let's let's go do this. Give her a ride. You know, make her comfortable. Get her something to drink. Get her something to eat. Whatever, whatever she needs, stuff like that. Because we're gonna make all this money right back. Well, you gotta. You're missing a couple steps, uh, brother. I mean, I know I, I miss a lot of steps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they got to pay for that suite, that hotel suite, on top of it. Yeah, it is. They got to pay for that transportation. Oh, no, no, no. So, no, no, no. We'll see. We'll put it in the Camaro flow. You said what? What else, we, what else we got going on here? Um, Q, did you happen to see any of uh, AEW or NXT this past week? 
You probably went to the bathroom or something. Mm -hmm. That's a possibility. All right, well, we're going to move on from that. Uh, (laughs) So I was reading, uh, you know, Kurt Angle had a a podcast, I believe, with uh, Jason Jordan. Oh no! <laughs> on Kurt Angle's podcast, I, I just thought this was funny on the Kurt Angle show, and uh, he revealed uh, the reason why Vince McMahon made Jason Jordan his son, and he gave the answer. He says, and "I thought it was funny." I was reading. He's like, "Vince McMahon caught wind that I had dated a couple of African American women in my past, <laughs> just a couple, and." About 17 years ago, he had me do a program with Booker T and Charmel where I was stalking Charmel, Booker T's wife, and now it's Jason Jordan. So Vince likes to take ribs and turn them into storylines. He just has this crazy weird personality, and he just wanted to kind of rub it in my face like, I know what's going on in your life, and we're going to make some some of that storyline. You believe that? That's that's crazy. That that's Vince, right? Cause I, I I was just like, what is up with the bestiality sex thing with the whole Charmel? That 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 storyline was weird. That also, by the way, Kurt's podcast is actually kind of it's a lot of insight. See what I said? Kurt's podcast has been giving a lot of insight. Yeah, you know, I never really sat there and listened to like Kurt Angle's podcast. And, you, I you know, to the Like I said, Kurt Angle, my, my, my favorite wrestler of all time, the GOAT. But I was saying, but uh, I never took time to actually sit there and listen to his podcast. So it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, listen, I, I, I watched a little snippets. You know, in the um, in the Elimination Chamber match with Cena won, the Edge cashed in. Yeah. You know, he got eliminated early. Yes. Well, and why was, it, I was like, he was the first one eliminated. They played a rock, paper, scissors because after they found out that they weren't winning the championship. They played rock, paper, scissors, see who'll be out first, and Kurt won. Kurt won? He won the rock, paper, scissors, so he got he was able to get out first. Since, they went, since he wasn't winning, rock, paper, scissors, I'm out. Oh, wow. Also, oh, so he, so he, he didn't want to be... I, I was wondering, I was like, why the hell is Carlito and Chris... Why is Carlito and Chris Because you have to take the pin. Like, do you have to take the last pin? I guess they want to take the last pin, so... I got you. Well, it looked like him, him, Shawn Michaels, and Kane was pretty good at that game because Carlito and Chris Masters was the last two in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that was just a little tidbit that he had shared on one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I'm like, yeah. Well, well Kurt Angle, you want to talk more about these African American women? <laughs> I doubt it. I know. First of all, man, he kind of said it was, just, it was just a couple, bro. I don't care if it was the whole damn. You know what I'm saying? All right. So next weekend is the next Ring of Honor show that's under the, the, the Tony Khan umbrella, I believe. I believe he had one one, one pay per view already. Did he? No. Super Card. Uh, yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, the, the, the Super Card of Honor, which is a uh, April, back in April. 
Oh well, well that was the last show. That only that was when Tony Khan didn't have ownership of it yet. But no, the, the last show that they had on as a face view, he was the owner because that's when Samoa Joe came out. Okay. So yes, well they they were they weren't rebranded yet, so they didn't have the new logo and stuff like that. Oh okay. Well, we got the whole death before the sign of the thing. I I I don't know when they're gonna have like a ring around television or stuff like that, but um. Right now, this is the, the next event, and right now, this car, it, it, it reminds me of, of like a takeover car, because it's only like, mm-hmm. so far, it's only five matches, yep. but the, I'm like, it don't need to be overbooked or anything, because these five matches look extremely dope, and this thing is taking place on July 23rd on a Saturday, so I figured, since we usually do the podcast on Sundays anyway, we can go right into doing the predictions for the Ring of Honor show. So, let's get right on into it. And like I said, if they add anything on Dynamite or on Rampage just uh, this Wednesday and Friday, then obviously we can probably talk about that on uh, the Midweek Wrestling War or Wrestling Review. But right now, we got the five match cards. We can pop, let's talk about this one. So, let's start with Pure Wrestling Rules Match. For the RH Pure Championship, so I'm guessing the like, like once again, I don't know too much about the Pure Wrestling or, or, or the, the RH Pure Wrestling Championship. Cause like I said, I'm not a big Ring of Honor fan like that. Do I like some of the? Do I like a lot of the wrestlers in Ring of Honor? Sure, but like when Ring of Honor was at its peak and when it was hot, when it was going head to head with Impact, I was always TNA. I was never a Ring of Honor guy like that. But a lot of people said I should be, and like I said, even when I went to the live Ring of Honor shows, or they had like the Ring of Honor shows, like after Final Battle when they would when they would tape it at the um, ECW Arena. I was just like, well, I'm just not in the Ring of Honor. You know, so I, I've seen the Young Bucks versus uh, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Adam Cole also. I was just not into it. But however, uh, Will and you to take it on Daniel Daniel Garcia should be an excellent matchup for pure wrestling. So, this is pure wrestling. They're just basically like a straight-up wrestling match, right? So they're, they're uh, basic, basically, with less theatrics. It should be dope. Uh, do you think Daniel, Daniel Garcia takes the belt off Willie Hunter, or do you really, Or do you think there's a possibility that, before we get into talking about in the future, that it could be um, a thing where it's like, each member of the Blackpool Combat Club to have a championship. No. Uh, Wheeler is winning, but I, I like Daniel Garcia, but I think Wheeler is you winning until a more, a, a bigger threat. You think, you think he, he's doing more what? Until he gets to a bigger threat because he be, he almost came in. There's no way Daniel Garcia is going to be a, a challenge for him. No, but but Dan but Dan but Dan Garcia is, is really really good. He's really really good, but Willie Yuta took Moxley to his absolutely limit. Yeah. You can tell me he gonna take Mox to his limit and then can can't can't beat uh, Dan Garcia. Okay, so I I, I was trying to wait for Q for asking, but let me ask this question. So this is a Ring of Honor show. Should we count this as mm-hmm. points? No, it's on Ring of Honor TV. Okay. 
Because I know I got somebody on here, you got somebody on here, and he has somebody on here also. It's like, do we, you know? Yeah, I'll say no because um, that's like that's like if my wrestlers go to New Japan and defend the Ring of Honor Championship or, or the defend the whatever AEW Championship when they win, it still don't. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't count it because it's not on AEW TV. Gotcha. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. Oh, where you been at? <laughs> my bad. Yeah, yeah ducked off. Uh, I'm getting the kid. Uh, no, chill out, chill out. <laughs> uh, we got a singles match for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. Mercedes Martinez taking on Serena Deeb. I think Deeb is going to win it. We got two good women's wrestlers here, and of course, Mercedes Martinez has been doing a decent job holding that belt from what I have seen. Honestly, it looks like the Ring of Honor Women's Championship get more play than uh, the AEW Women's Championship, to be honest with you. Uh, I, 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 I really think when it comes to the Women's Championships... Is Thunder it still Rosa, Thunder Rosa? Huh? Is it still Thunder Rosa? Yep. It's a Ring of Honor. No, no, no. He was saying uh, Ring of Honor oh, is doing better with the... Yes, I... Honestly, I think they just have something against Thunder Rosa. <laughs> I'm about to say, oh. I, I, I don't know what it is because like right now, she she just lost in, in like a cross emotion battle with like with stardom, and I was like it like she she lost to one of their, their top people over there, and now she's at AEW doing a tag team called Thunderstorm. Dead mm-hmm. serious. Oh uh, yeah, her and Tony Storm. I saw. Yeah, her. and I was like, this is your woman's champion. Like they. If you was to look on TV and you didn't have no context of what was going on, Jay Cargill is more of the women's champion than Thunder Rosa is. I, yeah. Honestly, I think I really think they just got something against Thunder Rosa because there's no way she won the championship and wasn't on TV for only but ten minutes in like four months. Exactly. I was, I, I was like, because we we see how they, they treat Britt Baker with the championship. You know, but it seemed like, but it seemed like Thunder Rosa and, and even Nala Rose had a better push than this. But I was just like, but this is like this reminds me of like Rio and Thunder Rosa did not have a a good shot with the championship. I was like, I, I don't know what it is. But Mercedes Martinez with the Ring of Honor championship has been doing a better job. But I I like Serena Deeb a lot, and I think she can you know, deserves to probably have, have one of them championships. But however. I truly think that Mercedes Martinez is going to retain on this one. Okay. okay. Well, I like Serenity walking around AEW with the Ring of Honor Women's Champion because it's about, but it's like right now, AEW don't need no more Women's Championship. They don't, they don't know how to take care of the women they got. And just seeing her walk around with the, the, the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, Jay walking around with the TBS Championship, and you are, so Dunder Rosa just gets lost in the sauce again. Mm-hmm. And this is this is this is your women's champion. Like I said, Jay Gargill got more story. Like Jay Gargill's story is going more about uh, Layla Gray trying to join the baddies, and then Thunder Rosa and Thunderstorm. I'm like it, or Athena, or or Athena who came, oh, and I'm just like she ain't even been on rampage, and I'm sitting there thinking like because. What, what 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 I see what I think is happening is to go quick go off real quick. I think that they're trying to save Chris Statlander for all out at 
in in uh, September. And they're, they're trying to find, and I think Athena gets the shot at Jay Cargo at Arthur Ashe Stadium. But I do think that Athena loses, but Jay, but Chris Stanley wins it. Oh. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I think it's going. Because right now, it's always Chris Stanley and Athena coming out, attacking the baddies. You got the new baddie right now. I know it's going to cause some friction when, when Red Velvet comes back. She, Like I said, she's obviously injured. But I, I think that right now they're, 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 they're trying to stretch this as long as possible so they can they, they can put those kind of matches on big shows. I don't think they want to put Athena versus Jay Cargill on a regular Dynamite. I didn't want to well, put they need to put Athena on Dynamite, period, so people can see her. I, I, I agree, with, I agree <laughs> with that part. Like I said, it's, it's like when you have big ideas, like I know what the finish line looks like. How to get to the finish line when it comes to their women? They don't. Tony Khan does not know how to do that always. I because honestly, I will put if you don't want to put her on on Dynamite, put her on Rampage. And right now on Dynamite, y'all having women's matches that really don't mean nothing right now. Like I said, you you, you got Thunderstorm, which I don't know how much how much is getting over. You still got Jamie Hader and Britt Bigger. Like, are we going to ever do the turn or what's going on with that shit? You know. There, and then where's Athena? And there, there's so many stories you can do that you're just not doing. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Anna J. Okay, like, like, like get she need, get rid of the Dark Order shit. Like I, for real, I don't like it. But but you know that's neither here and there. Uh, two out of three falls for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. FTR taking on the Briscoes. I'm gonna give it to FTR, or, or as Prime thought, I was talking about Gerald Briscoe and his old his brother from back in the seventies. <laughs> I was like, no, but I'm talking about the Briscoes. Well, we already know- ain't dropping them titles. Look, oh, are you a fan of Briscoes, Q? Not really. Oh, uh, was well, so he a fan of Chicken Farmers? No, nah. <laughs> FTR is keeping the keeping the yeah, belts. FTR is keeping them belts though. Nothing wrong with the Briscoes. I'm I'm just not a fan. No, but they definitely put a good match because uh, them and FTR had probably was nominated with the match of the one of the matches of the year. That tag team match had you know a couple months ago. This could be possibly be better. You don't know. It's a two out of three falls matchup. So. Both teams are very familiar with two out of three falls matches. So, uh, it, 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 should, it should be a good matchup. I, I, yeah. I, I'm hoping for it. I got FTR. And uh, maybe, you know, somebody come out at the end and challenge him. I don't know. Maybe the guns. I would like to see you, that. Wait. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You just so eventually I win. You talk about you talk about the gun club. No, the guns, the the Motor City Machine Gun. Motor City Machine oh, Gun. Oh, okay. I had a joke first of all. I thought you talking. I said, who would Colton in, in the in the gun club for FTR get over the acclaim? Stop it. No, you talking <laughs> about the Motor City Machine? Oh my God, FTR and the Motor City Machine Guns. Mm-hmm. Bro, see, anyway, and you tell me that the fantasy broke. Actually, never mind, because uh, they are 
you, you won't believe this, but guess what? Bullets and machine guns are doing an impact. What are they doing? Fighting nothing. What are you doing? They're fighting for the world title against each other. Yep. Wow. Chris Saban and oh god, what, what's the other guy's name? Alex Shelley. Uh, Alex Shelley. Yeah. Oh wow. That um, should be a good matchup. Yeah, it's like I, I forgot who they fight. It's like them two and uh, somebody else. Triple Threat. They got the nerve to. I thought they they almost used the, uh, you know, the WrestleMania seventeen with the Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah, they started out the same way with their promo, and I was like, I know y'all ain't about to go there. Oh wow! It was like a yeah. dubbed version. It was like you think you're special. I was like, I know y'all ain't doing this, but no, they changed it. Oh wow! I I do. Think that this could this could be the match of the night. I want it to be the match of the night. Like I said, I know these two teams are going there. They they they're going to have fun. They're going to give it their all. So I, I'm kind of, I, I'm I low key hoping it is better than the first one. But but you know, the Bristol's and FTR are definitely going to be on the on 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 the, on the tracker this year. Then let's see, we we have a match that I was I'm excited for also. Is for a singles match for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Samoa Joe taking on Jay Lethal. Yeah, do you better get all that excitement out right now? Where's Joe? Where's Joe been? Hurt. Oh Lord. Joe's an old man. I don't. Under, y'all gotta realize Joe is like forty-five years old. Look, so I his understand. body is beating up. I understand Samoa Joe. Versus Jay Lethal in 2006 would have been crazy, but uh, Samo- I-, I know Samoa Joe now is 43 years old. <laughs> and, you know, he- he's definitely older and heavier. People keep forgetting that. Like I'm like Joe is heavy, mm-hmm. he- heavier now. But I still think he could put on a good matchup with Jay Lethal though. Well, I don't know how injured he is, so we don't know. Did they, did, did they say where he injured? Uh, no, they didn't. But you know how Joe has the, Joe has lingering in, injuries that he just doesn't. He just rests. Like he don't necessarily get surgery or whatever. Uh-huh. So I don't, you know, that type of thing. But I have Jay Lethal winning so that they can get the title on somebody that's going to be at the shows. Uh, we said the show. Sure. You talking, talking about the Ring of Honor shows or the AEW shows? Both of them. Okay. Saying, we haven't yeah, seen. Put, put on somebody who's not injury prone. Huh? Put the belt on somebody who's not injury prone. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what they do. Is Sanjay done and sat and sick bad for the ring? Uh, I don't think who so. Knows. I was saying because you know it could be it could be a dirty loss or it could be a straight up you know. Uh, lethal injection and call today. I mean, probably there's gonna be some cheating involved. Obviously, Saddam said probably gonna grab his foot or whatever, and then lethal injection. But I, I, I think for this, for this being a ring of our pay per view, I really think that if Joe can can go, he's gonna at least try to give you his all. He, he, he he's not gonna phone it in. It, I think it should, I think it should still, still should be a good matchup. But you know what? After you said that, I think I am going to go with Jay Lethal win at the, uh, yeah, the championship. Yeah, I'll go with that. 
Yeah. And, and then give him, a, give him a viable opponent, you know, whenever. That'd be good. That'd be nice. That would be. And I, I'm going to assume that this is the main event. And that's for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Jonathan Gresham uh, taking on Claudio Casanoli. He challenged him on Rampage, especially after Jonathan Gresham has joined the new Tully Blanchard faction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's, he, he's healed now. So Now, the question is, can Claudio win that belt and him and Moxley both have championships in the Black Bull Combat Club? That's what I was saying. And that that mean Ed Willie Yuta can retain his, and then we just wait for Brian Danson to come back, and he can be like, let me just face Jay White real quick to get that IWGP championship. Like, that would be a crazy-ass dominant faction right there. That would be like inner circle level beyond levels of AEW factions right there. Word. So what do you think? Because Jonathan Gresham has been on ice for a minute. Like, he has it. He had that one, like match in April, but then hasn't had anything since then because there has been no TV time for Ring of Honor unless he gets on AEW and Russell's. And with both of these being like some of the greatest technical wrestlers that's in, in wrestling today, this matchup is has five star written all over it. But who takes a t- who takes a championship though? You have any surprise? Prime. Okay. Um. While we waiting on Prime. Okay. Uh. From a from a Q flow amateur point of view, I feel like Claudio might. I mean, take that L. I mean, Gresham is good. He's short, but he he, he is good. Yeah, I know they on some. They both on some technical wrestling type time, but um. And I don't think this, uh, I don't think him losing will really affect his AEW stock, quote unquote, if that makes any sense. So I think he can afford to take an L here, maybe. I could be wrong, though. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. No, uh, my, my biggest thing was, at first I was like, okay, cool, Claudio can win it, but I was like, but Jay Lethal, I mean, not Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham just got this new heel turn. He just joined the, 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 the Tully Blanchard faction. And I'm just like, would well, he want to give all that up right now? Uh, just in front of the championship. And so maintain that. I'm like, I think he, it works out for him having the championship. And like I said, since Claudio's already part of the Blackpool Combat Club, and you already have, that, that group already has the AEW championship. And if Willie Uta wins the, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, maybe it's not, you know, time for... Uh, Claudio to have a belt yet? He will he in AEW? Absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. But on the it's flip side of that, though, if you want, like, I don't know what Tony plans, Tony plans, Tony Khan's plans are for Ring of Honor TV, but they're going to need some type of TV time or, or or TV show to help, you know, boost their, uh, their their wrestlers and their product and stuff like that, and it's like, well. If you want to do that, having Claudio as your champion to go do that to promote the TV and to promote, you know, Ring, Ring of Honor stuff, especially with him being uh, one of the original Ring of Honor people, 
I can see it going both ways. Cause I, cause you would want to sell it with with Claudia probably over Gresham. I'm not necessarily sure. It, it all it all depends. But I'm I, I'm at the thing where it really can go either way, depending on which way the wind blows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that funny, bro? Nah, I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh yeah. All right, my bad. I'm back. Okay, so your your thoughts on the on the Claudio taking on Jonathan Gresham match? Uh, I think Gresham is going to win, but Claudio. I think Claudio is going to be like um how he was in when he fought Sami Zayn. Uh, I think it's going to be something similar. No, Sami Zayn when he fought Sami Zayn at a uh, takeover. Oh, it's going to be on, on that level kind of match. That's what I believe. That was a damn good match, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I think is gonna happen. Cause I, I, I gave both both scenarios of Claudio winning and aggression wins. I said aggression, you know, just got into the new faction. But then also Claudio could be the, the new poster boy for, for Ring of Honor when if they if they're gonna try to do T V. I think they want Gresham to be the poster boy. You don't think so? Well, well, I, but yes and no because Claudio's like was it's like one Ring of Honor, oh it is. Hey man, and, times and, change. I'm on the show now. And then you know you right, but then on top of that, but then also showing uh, who casual fans look at Cesaro with a championship belt from Ring of Honor that also can help also. That's a good point actually. If what casual fans gonna be? What casual fans are watching? If they don't have a weekly show yet, that's what I'm saying. You have to be able to sell the weekly show. Look, if you're gonna get another, if you're gonna get another weekly show of wrestling, when the market right now is so flooded, like right now, when it comes to weekly shows, you have Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite. You didn't name one show yet, okay? Name one show. Dynamite, Rampage, Impact. These are these are the wrestlers. Impact do not come on TV. Stop lying. Uh, okay, don't. I'm just saying, but uh, <laughs> but I, I, out of them four shows, that takes up the whole week of wrestling mostly. So honestly, with a casual fan, it's like a, you know, Ring of Honor fans are going to obviously find Ring of Honor, but from a business standpoint, you want to sell this new like okay, uh, Tony Khan does not want to do a visit mandate with WCW in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? You want to you want to try to sell uh Ring of Honor and about this. Okay, look, these are these are the kind of stars we got over here. And everybody loves Cesaro in wrestling, period. And the casuals don't mess Cesaro and they and they say the same thing. He should have won this kind of championship. And they see him with a championship over in Ring of in Ring of Honor for the television. So that could really start the thing off. I love Jonathan Gresham. I want to always go for my people, but everybody don't know Jonathan Gresham like that. If anybody knows Jonathan Gresham, it is <clears throat> like if you're a Ring of Honor fan or you know that he's married to Jordan Grace. But be, beyond that, like when I, I when I uh, I remember Jonathan Gresham when I started seeing him in House of Hardcore when I was watching him 
in, in Ring of Honor, and I was like, okay, yeah, he he he's he's, he's a dope small guy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think he was gonna I didn't think he was gonna get the bid. Then when you told me he he became champion, I was like, Wait, that Jonathan Gresham, he's a champion. Oh, okay, yeah. you know, okay, that that's cool. And as a wrestler fan, I'm happy for him. And I wanted I, I like to sell behind Jonathan Gresham also. But once again, he's you know he made the champion, but I don't know if he is as marketable as Cesaro is. If you try to get a new TV if, show, if you're not, if, if you, I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna do a brand new Ring of Honor. I would revamp everybody. I would make it younger. Well, not younger. I would. I would go with people that that you don't really know, and you can grow. That's what I would do. I mean, yeah. You know. I, I I would do that also, but it's just it's kind of like when it when they first first tried to sell NXT two point on us, right? And it was just like, but Chopper was like the forefront. It's like that ain't who they really try to go for, but people know Chopper. So give it a tune in, and then we we get to show them the program that we want to sell, and then we can take Chopper off and then put it and focus on other other things. That's yeah, yeah, but then you're not being you're not being truthful though. I mean, what what am I exactly saying? No, I'm saying if you're I'm saying I'm talking about the the audience. If you're be like, oh yeah, we already know we're not going to use Chopper, but we want him so that they can watch. Yeah, but you can just build a brand new guy off the top. I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, that's NXT. But I'm saying, but even if you if you look at it for Cesaro, Cesaro, even if he's champion for a month or two, you still got to be able to sell the the Ring of Honor program onto uh, because Ring of Honor has if you if you're doing actual Ring of Honor TV, Ring of Honor is a more unique style than, than any other wrestler. Like 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 the whole you know shaking right. of the hands. Who are right. who, who are the higher ups? And Tony Khan right now. No, I'm talking about who are the higher ups in the network or whoever they're selling to. Are they wrestling fans? Or are they like just regular people? Who are they? Right now, I think they're more along the line of this. This is Warner Discovery right now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, hello so, regular. So the, the, they're more regular. I mean, these are the same people that 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 because it's Shark Week this week, and they wanted Tony Khan to do something for, for Shark Week. So they, that's why the whole Shark Cage is above the bar wire thing because of Shark Week. This is Warner Media. These ain't wrestling. Well, guys. you really think they gonna know Cesaro though? That's what I'm saying. Cesaro for the casual fan. Cesaro has more buzz because he was in WWE. Jonathan Gresham has been on TV for the, like Ring of Honor. You had to go but find just that. because. So you saying just I because he I, was on WWE that you could say Jake Hager? Jake Hager was world champion. And two, that's what I'm saying. But when when he came. People knew who J.K. was. That's what happens a lot of times when the, the WWE... More people know who... I, I think you underestimate how many people know Cesaro. No, I'm saying I know a lot of people know Cesaro, but I'm saying, like, but if casual people know Cesaro, but they don't know him, might as well just push somebody different. You could just know him fighting Cesaro. No, I get that, but I, I still think that you have your wrestling head on. You have to take that wrestling hat off. I'm just saying because with with that being said, I I, I what I what I'm trying to get, get to you is I agree with what you're saying because I am a fan of Jonathan Gresham, but I'm also a wrestling guy. You know, and right now Cesaro for the stuff that he has done in WWE, like Cesaro, even though he's just been he he been doing a tag team thing, 
or people may make fun of Cesaro being seen like Jason Statham, or uh, Cesaro has been on up, up, down, down all the time. Cesaro, you know, uh, got the whole swing move that everybody likes. Like, there's a lot of things that has gravitated people towards casual people towards Cesaro. And there's not that many things that Jonathan Grisham has done because he hasn't had the opportunity because there's no TV really for Ring of Honor and he went out of business for him for them to gravitate towards Jonathan Grisham. So if you're going to put a, make a TV show, like I said, there's even no guarantee that there's a TV show coming or if there is, I haven't heard too much talks about it. I'm just saying if that is the plan, you if you have to sit there and say, who do I want to sell my you know the Ring of Honor, the, the new Ring of Honor television show. And if you put, I mean, if if I'm being honest, you were talking about everybody else. We got to. I might as well just wait until this man get better and just sell Brian Danielson. I mean, I mean that. T- but then once again, people know from uh, the rest of the fans remember the you know the American Dragon, and then the Brian Danielson thing. Then Daniel Bryan. That's where the casuals come in. That's the Yes Movement. And then, mm-hmm. and then when he came to AEW, you just combine all this shit together. He's over pop. Same thing with CM Punk. So yes, those people are going to be able to sell that that show. But since he's not there at the moment, and I'm just saying when, when, when he when he comes back, yeah, sure, why not? But right now, I'm just saying it's a possibility. But since since he has joined Tully Blanchard and just that new heel because honestly, people love. In, in, in wrestling love Jonathan Gresham if they're t- t- turning him into a heel right now it's obviously to put some kind of buzz behind him because he's been on ice for what four months probably more I'm about to say three months that's how he really wrestled was in April so that that that's that's what I'm saying like I said but Right now, without the knowledge of the of a television show and him doing heel, I got Gresham probably win this matchup. Yeah, I got Gresham retainer. Yeah. So, but guys, those, those are our Ring of Honor before the of predictions. If I'm able to, like I said, I don't usually watch Ring of Honor shows like that, but if I'm able to and I can watch it and review it with Prime, sure, I'll, I'll do that. But in the meantime, oh no, we got. I think we got more. Pre- nope, never mind. That's next week. Never mind. Forget it. We got to predict Ric Flair's last match. Oh, God. So so that's next weekend or the weekend after that? That's SummerSlam week. Oh, SummerSlam. Oh, we got. Oh, God. Oh, God. We got time for that because he going to want to do it the way he want to do it, right? Ric Flair wants to keel over in the ring. That's what he wants. He just keeps. Hope his cat to the bag. Don't follow us. Oh, God. Don't. Hey, he's in a tag team match, right? No, look, I think it's a singles match. You got to be. Oh God, I don't even know who he's fighting yet, so I don't know. Whoever it is, he's probably gonna wrestle with a t-shirt. <laughs> he, pro- he, he he probably gonna wrestle with a t-shirt. I don't care. I don't even want to see. Yeah, like I'm ready to see. I don't. Either way, I don't care. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, unless you're unless you're a big Ric Flair fan, or yeah, I don't think nobody really does care. To be real with you, Ugh, as long just... as he, as long as he's not wearing that attire that Hogan was wearing in, in like 2010, just shorts and a t-shirt, just just pants and a t-shirt. Are you talking with Hogan? I don't know the biker shorts on. No, it was oh. like Hogan was in TNA. And it was like he had like just jean shorts oh. and the TNA shirt on and the bandana 
Yes. Like, I was like, this is just not good. I was like, you shouldn't be wrestling. You get your attire is just jeans and the shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, it's, it's, it's almost the attire he had when he went against, went against Joker Sting, who wore a t-shirt. I was like, Yo, this is saying a lot, y'all. <laughs> this is saying a lot. Just, you know, just saying. Uh, all right, so we, we still we're at the finish of this podcast here, but usually we do the midweek wrestling review after Dynamite or Thursdays. Uh, Wednesday, if I go to Thursday. Well, we didn't get a chance to get to it th- uh, this past week. So it's the first time this thing is coming back on the podcast since last year. I think it was last time we did it on the podcast part. Well, now it's... Uh, we're doing the Midweek Wrestling War. Uh, Midweek Wrestling Review. I keep saying war. Is that a war? Uh, we got NXT, who we had a heel turn on a teammate that are champions. And then, meanwhile, on AEW, we had Fighter Fest Week 1. Week 1, Part 1, because they still had Rampage, which was like still part of Fighter Fest. That was like still part of Week 1, but still like Part 2. But we... See here reviewing Rampage right now. So um let's go get right on into it with NXT 2.0. I'm gonna just basically cl- uh run through this real quick because it, it you know the big story was uh was around Roxanne Perez and Cora J because Roxanne Perez got attacked in the parking lot and you know everybody's trying to look like who did it, who did it, and then do out the Honestly, I I can't. I, probably they already obviously already know, but I really want them to do that Triple H video. <laughs> What's Triple H video? Do you remember the video where he attacked Shawn Michaels and it was like a blurry camera that they zoomed in and then it got yeah they zoomed in and it got clear. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it that was one. blurry. It was blurry from like ten feet. Then they zoomed in and now all of a sudden it's clear. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I do remember that. Well, I mean, with technology today, it wouldn't be bird period. So, but they already was getting that who, you know, attacked her. It was kind of blatant and obvious. And I was just like, well, what a way to give that off. Uh, they had Apollo Crews go up against Jill. But uh, uh, we'll get to it. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. They had Apollo Crews go up against Gianni Vinci, who is mm-hmm. the former member of Imperium. Yep. And, huh? Fabian Knight, yeah, yeah, Fabian Knight, yeah. Uh, it was a still good matchup, but uh, Zion Quinn came out to uh, uh, hits Apollo Cruz and t- takes him out, giving Vinci the win. So I understand, you know, Apollo going out putting guys over, but this gives him a feud to to uh, with, with, with Zion Quinn. I, I'm kind of just hoping, like, you know, Apollo take him out, and then Apollo is the one that you know gets that title off Bar Breaker. That's you know just for asking. Um, you know, I didn't watch too much of the J.D. McDowell, a.k.a. the, uh, God, what, what's his name? Damn. John Devlin. Yeah, John Devlin, you know, they came out why he attacked, uh, a bra breaker yesterday. And, uh, they had a tag team match with Kata Carter and Katana Chance against Taylor Paxley. No, 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 Taylor Paxley versus Kata Carter. Sorry for saying Taylor Paxley, uh, won that matchup. Uh, Sanga versus Duke Hudson. Sanga wins. Uh, you know, I, I didn't see, you know, 
Same thing with uh, was it Von Wagner taking on Solo Sokoa. Still not a fan of Von Wagner at all. He was just like, I, 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 they, they're going to force him on. Uh, Indy Hart taking on Last Legend. Indy Hartwell won that matchup. Uh, Von Wagner, Solo Sokoa fought backstage. Uh, there's another tag team I believe, match. Right? I believe they said Solo Sokoa is supposed to join the Bloodline uh, after SummerSlam. Oh, it's a possibility. Yeah, uh, I know he's gonna get called up soon. The real big thing. The real big thing is the, uh, they had Mandy Rose taking on uh, Roxanne Perez and for the NXT Women's Championship. So I was just like, okay, this is a little weird, obviously, because you know they just want to take the championships and what, what was going to happen with that. But well, uh, she still had a. Um, she had her. When you want to break out tournament, you, you know. Oh, that's right. You she did want to break yes. out tournament. So yeah, well, she, she tried to do that, and then all of a sudden, she gets uh, smacked in the back with the belt by Cora J. Mandy Rose. You know, uh, does her running knee, and then wins the pinfall. So tied to attraction are well, real quick. Real quick, before you get <coughs> yeah. Further, Mandy Rose is the she's the I think the longest reigning champion, I believe. Uh, of women's champion? Yes. Over Oscar? I believe so. I know Oscar had a long winning streak, but I know, but because she never lost a women's championship, she kind of like gave it up. But I know Oscar had a long one. I know Shayna Baszler had a long one also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, she is Shayna had two though, and it kind of okay. is like back to back, so they're kind of longer. But um, she's a like. Two seventy, I believe. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah when, when, when you get a chance, look look up Oscars also because you know I thought Oscar had a long reign also, but I could, like I said I could be wrong because I could be be adding that with the streak that she had. To be real, but um, yeah. After the match, the gets in the ring and uh. She 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 shows Perez and then here was what what messed up. She goes and try to pick fix up her skateboard to obviously break it over uh, Roxanne Perez's back. As she picks up the skateboard, uh, and she, she she's yelling, "I bought you here! I made you!" The skateboard breaks in half. Like while she's holding, like it was too gimmicked. And then, so she starts, it's like, oh, you botched that bad. And then, so then, she has to just take half the skateboard and beat her down with the skateboard. And I was just like, so, I understand why the heel turn happened. I don't, I don't know if they think about trying to call Cora J kind of fast. I'm not necessarily sure. However, I, I'm thinking, if that was all the case, what was the point of taking the tag team championships off of Toxic Attraction. Yeah, that was stupid. Y'all could y'all could have did this whole even if she had lost. Like if y'all had made, I I guess y'all, y'all was trying to feel as though like we could cre- we could create some drama. But here's my thing: if y'all had lost, if y'all had lost, and say Corey J takes the pin, or say Roxanne Perez takes the pin from Toxic Attraction, and then yet she's like, all right, well. We lost. It's all good because I still got a contract to go go for the NXT Women's Championship. That would even give 
Core J even more reason, and you can actually agree with her to attack her. For the point is, wait, wait a minute. You came in here. You kind of took my spot. I was the girl next door. You kind of just took that over, and then we, I, you, you, you kind of get get me into a tag team, and then you really don't care about winning the belts. You lost the matchup. I care, and then now you're just gonna go off and get some another title shot, and so no, I don't think that's fair. But taking taking the, the belts off Toxic Attraction, putting it on them, and then having the having the team split. While they're still the champion, it's ludicrous because you're doing nothing to your women's. Like it's like uh, I don't get when they do stuff like this. It's like, oh, I gotta lose that weight, but yet we're when we team together, we are a hundred percent winning percentage. How is that dead weight when y'all are like y'all never lost a match together? Yeah. Like me it's like Judgment Day. Judgment Day talk about we dropping the dead weight, even though with Edge they were literally the one every single match. Exactly. Now the whole group is just dead weight because the, the the whole group is a is a after. Oh, uh, just wait till next week. Just wait till next week. Oh. Apparently, well, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So then. And I was like, so so that was NXT. I just thought it was really stupid. I was like, so now we're talking about vacate the belts, and y'all really, y'all y'all have no teams on NXT neither, like that. So I'm just like, okay, we'll just. I don't know if they're gonna vacate the belt, so they just gonna have a lose. I just put just just give it like just y'all should have just never took on the toxic attraction in the first place. Let them do that, and then so when so when they do lose, it'll be a bigger deal. Like if they, they already lost like, them before. This is their second time losing. Yeah, I'm saying, but it, but it, they got to back up. But this one, this help to help nothing. This you know, unless they get called up, which I doubt. There was a, it was just it was just a stupid reason to do this. So, you know, anybody Triple H is back. I doubt he had anything to do with this. I seriously doubt that. Let's go over to. They might just do what Rollins did. They might just have her fight two people. Uh-huh. Well, let's move on to AEW Dynamite. It's Fighter Fest Night One, and you know what that means. We have a, tri- a triple threat tag team match for the main event, and boy, did it deliver! Along with uh, uh, other things, we hear from Christian Cage tonight. We hear from Chris Jericho tonight, and all the other stuff like that. So, uh, we we kick off Fighter Fest Night One with a. TNT Championship match with Wardlow taking on Orange Cassidy. Two Bay faces, and you know, you, you let the crowd choose between uh, which one and stuff like that, and then uh, Wardlow just rips off the pockets of Orange Cassidy. You know, so, so he can't do the, you know, stick his hands in the pockets, give me type like that. But it was actually a pretty decent matchup, but I was like, I don't know why they would pick that match. Well, I understand you, you think it would create some buzz, maybe. But for Warlords versus for Tower Defense, but I was like, but you don't want, I don't want Orange Cassie losing neither, especially when he's one of your top baby faces in the company, and he just lost to Will Ospreay, because you know Warlord was not going to lose his matchup. I'm not saying get feed him Miro or anything like that, but I'm just like, you know, I, I'm thinking Lee Moriarty or somebody of that level, or even Dustin Rhodes, somebody like that. But you know, or, you know, I. Like I said, it still was fine. Uh, after the matchup, Wardlow picks up Orange Cassidy, gives him a fist bump, and there you have it. So, 
it was alright. I mean, there's been, there's been better openers on Dynamite or on Fighter Face or whatever you want to call it, but uh, I can understand probably the appeal of trying to want to see it. Yeah, it was it was whatever, but it was okay. They showed a recap of Pack Defend All Lake Championship at Rev Pro, and uh, because they um, did, did it. they showed the whole match on Dark, I believe it was. Or eight, or yeah, they showed that and uh, Thunder Rosa, and uh, she had a Stardom match. They showed that too. Exactly, yeah, that's the one that she lost. Oh, not Stardom, sorry, TJPW. Yeah, but yeah, she had a match too. Then they had a uh, AEW Interim World Championship Eliminator match, which is AEW's version. I don't know. They didn't call it. Sorry, what you saying, sir? No, I'm saying this is AEW's version of the Championship Contenders match that WWE does. Yeah, which because it. Uh, Tony kind of explained it, but I don't think it was explained well over the show. How did he explain to- it? He basically said, since uh, Takeshita is not in the top five or anything, uh, and he just really wanted to fight Moxley, so if he wins, then he could have an opportunity to obviously be the champion. Well, he- well, you know what? You are right, but it was the other way around because Moxley wanted to face him. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the champion called him because Mo- yeah, because Moxley was like, "Oh, this guy's good. I want to face him." Yeah, because if y'all haven't seen it, he did have a good match with Eddie Kingston last week on Rampage. Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, but I'm saying, but for, for the for the people who who don't know, he uh, like I said, he 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 is really good. Um, I'm still not used to the the, the two forms of the, you know, the the, the Death Rider and the Paradigm Shift, but he does hit. Paradigm shift that starts giving him the elbow. Not, uh, well, yeah, he hasn't really done the Death Rider that much. That's like more of a New Japan thing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Death Rider. He be, New Japan. They just say, "Yeah, drop me directly on my head." While in America, they like, "Yeah, nah, just do the regular, just do the regular one." Yeah. Uh. So he um. They did. They, they, they did. He did that. They gives him the elbows and chest. He tries to go for the the Death Rider, but he kind of gets out of it. And then, uh, you know, uh, he, 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 he gets out of it. Then, you know, uh, Hurricane Ross says, Box inside the ring, goes for suicide dive. And then, uh, Takeshita hits a frog splash, gets a two count. And then they go back to Takeshita, uh, escapes, and hits a blue thunder bomb. And then they go to another two count. But then, out of nowhere, he hits Moxie, hits another paradigm shift out of nowhere. And then, Gives him the elbow strikes, and then uh, oh, I forgot to mention the German suplex on the apron. That was a good move, also. Uh, Takeshi did, and then but then Moxie hits the um the uh the Death Rider, then then the hammering elbows, and then then the, the bulldog choke, and then Takeshi taps out. So it was actually a pretty decent matchup. I wouldn't have had him tap out though. You know, no, I pass out something like that, but you know they, you know. Actually, it was still it was still, a, it was still a good matchup. Uh, Christian Cage makes his entrance, you know, with with the evil Luchasaurus, or it looks like old school Kane sometimes. And Christian said, you know, says that there's something he finds extremely annoying about the varsity blondes, the mullet. And just like Jungle Boy Pillman had a father, your father was a legend, but Christian thinks uh, he was average at best. Pillman will be, uh, you know, appalled by his, uh, you know, his final contribution to the business was Brian Pillman Jr. Um, 
first off. Honestly, I think Christian's uh I think Christian should just have a role. He's like berating everybody with a dad. Yeah. Like bring in bring in DA Smith. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. oh Smith. yeah. But also I, I don't want, you know I don't want Christian to fall into the Mac Caster thing. And what I mean by that is like to the point where it's like, okay, each week in your promo you're saying something that's kind of controversial. Somebody's dead, dead, or, or like trying to get shock value. That's the same thing in, in, in the beginning. Matt Caster did just to, you know, when it came to his rap, like, what the hell is he going to say type thing. And I mean, that could be a good thing or a bad thing, but I was like, but you know, Christian's a good heel without being so controversial. Yeah. A, he, in other words, he don't have to get, he don't have to get ex- extreme heat from that way. But like I said, I thought it was a decent line on Brian Pillman. Even though it made Brian Pillman Jr. look like a fucking uh, ass because he never attacked him and anything. He was just sitting there waiting for why Lucha Swords woman gets gift garrison. I'm just like, really? Okay. Well, he, he hits the uh, choke slam and hits on the uh, tar pit and garrison taps out. Then after the matchup, um, Lucha Swords uh, hit buzz Pillman until he falls on his table. Lucha Swords chokes them, uh, Garrison on Pillman on time he was tailed, but it doesn't break at first. So then he does another choke slam and then he puts both of them to the table. So I was just like, oh God, this, uh, a little botch on the gimmick table, but you know, they do what they had to do. Uh, and Toy Shavai, let's everybody know that, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society will be in the shark cage above the ring for the bar wire match next week with Eddie Kingston. Saying that's but it was funny that you know Matt Menard was in there back there complaining talking about so why I got to be up in the shark cages you know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over cages right now and the Parker threads him but he's like hey relax it's just a comb that shark cage is so unnecessary but they you know why they doing it Warner Media wants stuff for Shark Week yeah yeah I was just like see we have when the higher ups want something you know see we went to she's like we gotta promote Shark Week do we really like, why not just have? Why not just call it like a shark cage match or something? Do something different. I don't know. Because this is Eki and Jericho. These were that barbed wire massacre crap. So, uh, like why not? I would just, I would just do like the lion's den and just call it the shark cage match or something. Okay. When we're gonna join some commentary. We got Claudio Casanoli taking on Jake Hager, aka the Real Americans. We. The people. We we had a, a chant of that. Swagger versus Cesaro. And you know, I, I I'm not big on Jack Swagger or Jake Hager in his matches, but this is this was a big hoss fight and I enjoyed it. It was a good it was a good matchup from two guys who clearly know each other. And then uh uh Claudio hits a, a pop up uppercut and then the uh, straight jacket power bomb, which I think is very impressive when, when he does it. And then wins the matchup. Good matchup. Recommend favorite. I'll go back and see. It. I think it's one of the, the better Jake Hager matches that he's had. Because when it comes to like wrestling, I'm not a big Hager fan at all. When you tell me you wasn't a fan of the Apple American American. Oh, I wasn't a fan. Of nothing. I wasn't a fan of anything. First of all, I wasn't a fan of. I'm happy to be his list, Jack Swagger. You know what I'm saying? When he had the, when he had the list, and then he got all serious and healed, and then you know was was that you know racist American I was like I wasn't feeling that and then uh, you know they had to weed the people I was like okay I felt the tag team for a little bit then he was out of there I was like alright cool and then we came to 
AEW, I was just like, all right. Hager just sits in the background of the inner circle of Jericho Appreciation Society. That's all he does. So, they, 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 they recap Thunder Rose's match in Japan. When she was the title eliminator matchup. But now she said, you know, that's Japan. Right now, focus on Thunderstorm. I'm just like, way to book your champion. So, they had Anna J versus Serena D. Serena D wins, okay? She put a Serena lock on her. Anna J jumps out. And, uh... Yeah, they said it for what we did predictions on earlier for, for Serena Deep and Mercedes Martinez's matchup. Uh, Tony Schiavone backstage with Jay Car- Cargill and the baddies. And Jay says that she isn't worried. The bad, you know, the, uh, they still kind of arguing with Stoker because they are not feeling the Layla Gray adding yet. But uh, Stoker says he knows people are mad at him, but they will be watching Chris and Athena on Rampage, which he did have a match on Rampage. Spoiler alert, nobody watched it. Look, you, you want them to have a match? They got to have a match. And they, they had a match. You can't criticize the match. They know I watched it. You know what I'm saying? Look, we, we, we got to take it where we can get it. We went on there. Why, why is it being a team that put Chris Stanley in there? That makes no sense. I, I'm telling you, I think they're trying to... Because they're trying to keep Stanley... I, I, you know, I, I, can't, I don't know. I don't know. Just have Athena fight the baddies. You don't need... Well, I'm pretty sure that they were trying to probably do that because like, she first fought Karen Hogan, but then all of a sudden Red Velvet got injured. I thought she's probably probably going to try to do Red Velvet next, and then it could probably be a thing where she probably get taken out or they, they, they try to take out Chris Stanley or whatever the case is. Like, I, I, don't, I really don't know why the whole Chris Stanley thing is teaming out because, like I said, right now, but they are focused more on this than they, they have more of a storyline than Thunderstorm does, you know, in their matchup. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I don't know if I said or or, or not, but uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah, that's right. You know, they, oh, that's what I missed. Okay, because I I kind of skipped past the, the the thunderstorm thing because it was a um a promo with Britt Baker and uh Jamie Hader was talking to Tony Schiavone backstage, and then uh, uh Jamie Hader gave Tony Schiavone. A sandbag and said, you know, you try to carry her or it. And I was just like, well, if y'all know what she talking about, they talk about what Linda Rosa was like sandbagging her opponents or something like that. Something that happened on a house show. I, I don't know when it happened, but that's what they're talking about. Main event time is triple or nothing, they called it. The Young Bucks taking on Swerve and Our Glory taking on Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. This match is exactly what you expected it to be, especially in the beginning. Everybody's testing out their stuff. Swerve and Nick Jackson are going at it. Keith Lee gets all, you know, trying to get his kick off, and then, you know, Matt Jackson ducks it. And then everybody's just, you know, just getting this shit off and, and looking cool. You, you see that Hobbs and Keith Lee can't move each other, blah, 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 blah. But they take a commercial break. And then they go picture in picture. So then when they come back, that final 10 minutes in the matchup is when everything like really goes. Keith Lee tries to go for his, you know, plancha over the top rope. But then he gets grabbed by Will Hobbs and, and Ricky Starks. And then uh, Nick, uh, Matt Jackson does like a double drop kick through the ropes. And then Nick Jackson dives over him. Keith Lee catches him. But then power bombs him right into Matt Jackson. 
and then you know when he goes back inside he, he tries to go for uh the spirit bomb i don't know if he calls the spirit bomb in AEW or not but then uh nick gets away and then uh attack he tags in will hobbs will hobbs uh, and him go back and forth shoulder to you know shoulder to shoulder until they double splash each other and take you know take each other down he tries to go keith lee tries to put uh will hobbs on top rope and tries to get him a superplex Will Hobbs knocks Keith Lee off. Now, Keith Lee falls back, and he's about three-quarters of a way. I'm just sitting there like, so I'm thinking, like, Nick Jackson's going to come out and do a swanton or a frog special, whatever the case would be. No, Will Hobbs gets his big ass on the top rope and does a D'Lo Brown-style frog splash three-quarters away to Keith Lee in the ring. For somebody that big, that is impressive. Oh. I did not know Will Hobbs had it in him. I'm being completely honest with you. <clears throat> I did not know. What you say? You messing with the real deal now? It it is. I was like, because first of all, you could do a little 80s frog splash. You could just even do a splash. Him doing that kind of frog, that the D-Lo Brownside frog splash, was just crazy. So Nick comes back in, and then now uh, Hobbs and Starks is, is trying to work on uh, Nick Jackson. They put him in. Uh, he has the check, the checks on his shoulders. Ricky Starks does the uh, climb the rope, starts dancing on the top rope a little bit, and then does the cutter to uh, Nick Jackson and gets a very close three count before Nick kicks out. And I was just like, "Damn!" Because I wanted, I was like, cause I, I got Hobbs. I was like, I, I, I was really wanted to win. Uh, <clears throat> then we get Matt and Swerve. They come into the ring. You know, Swerve just uh, they, they do they get the dead breaker. Swerve is really fucking good but then <clears throat> we start doing super kick parties they take out they take out swerve then matt and nick both try to take out keith lee because in one knee that he does the whole indie power up thing but then ricky starts coming there and then they, they, they all take down keith lee with three of them doing the super kick then they all taunt in the ring ricky starts that's like his billy jean taunt and then <laughs> then all of a sudden the young bucks super kick him and take him out and i was just like why, why, why does he always do this? Uh, Hobbs comes in and he runs into the referee. This this referee, I swear to God, this is the Young Bucks referee. Uh, Hobbs runs into him into the corner. And then it's like he's still like on his feet groggy. I'm just like, just fall down. And they had to kick Hobbs back into him so he falls back down to, to the floor. I was just like, so unnecessary, you know, to say the least. Brandon Color throws throws the belts into uh, the Young Bucks so they can attack them with it, but then Swerve breaks it up, uh, or Ricky Starks breaks it up, and then Swerve breaks it up. But he sees like he's going to hit Keith Lee with the belt, and everybody's just like, "Oh my God, they're going. Why would you break up in the middle of the matchup?" But he was teasing like he was going to hit Keith Lee with, with the belt. But then Matt comes in and just starts taking out everybody else, everybody else out with the other tag team belt, and he hits Swerve with the belt, and then they they, they um. They go for the cover, hit the, uh, was it, the BTE, and then it was a close one, but uh, the, it, it, gets, it gets broken up by uh, Ricky Starks. So meanwhile, they uh, are about to go for the Meltzer driver on uh, Swerve, and as Nick is coming in with the 450, Keith Lee catches him in like a, in the powerbomb stance, and then uh, they... They give Nick Jackson that uh 
like Trouble Paradise forearm combo. Then they give Matt Jackson that that double foot stop power bomb, and I thought I thought that was over right there. But then Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs break it up. This is one of my favorite parts of the match because then Hobbs hits a spine buster on Keith Lee, but then Swerve comes in and he hits a spine buster on Swerve on top of Keith Lee. Then come Nick 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 Jackson and he's a spine buster on top of Nick Jackson on all of them and then hits the spine buster on Matt Jackson on all of them. It was just a, a good visual seeing him hit four back to back spine busters like that. I thought that was cool. I thought that was dope. And like I said, the fans was cheering, they was getting all into that and stuff, and I was just like, yo, let them fucking win this matchup. Uh <clears throat> Ring clears, it's just swerve and Ricky Starks in there. Ricky Starks hits uh, Swerve with a crazy ass spear turns him the fuck out. I was like, damn, that's a strong ass spear. Uh, <clears throat> I, it, it was Goldberg like Ricky Starks, but then uh, he goes for the pin, but then the Young Bucks break break that shit. They, everybody gets tossed to the outside. Keith Lee gives over everybody, but then Will Hobbs to the outside falls round his ass. And then, you know, Keith Lee wanted to do it. Uh, Swerve does a top rope moonsault off Keith Lee's chest to the outside. And then Keith Lee winds up and goes out there and does his over-the-top rope plancha. It takes him out. And then meanwhile, Ricky starts still in the ring. Swerve does the double suit, uh, does the double foot drop to Ricky Starks. And your new, one, two, three, your new AEW World Tag Team Champions is Swerve in our glory. Damn, that was a match. I don't mm-hmm. usually take notes or Young Bucks matches and stuff like that because they're just all over the place. But that, like, it's just like, they was in cruise control. It was a fire cruise control for the first half of the match. Then when the commercial hit and they came back, they was just like, all right, y'all, turn it up. So if y'all go on AEW's website or YouTube, they have the the, the last 10 minutes after the commercial comes back of the match. And honestly, that's the only part you need to see. That shit was crazy. It was it was a damn good matchup. So they win uh, after uh, they didn't have no time to celebrate because it was like right at uh, ten o'clock and, and, and this time it would go off. So after they had a show on YouTube that Keith Lee had a friend that was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and he they dedicated his win that match to him. So that's what he was gonna say at the end. But that was the main event. I was just like, damn. That was awesome. So when it comes to who who did the better show this week, it's definitely Fighter Fest, definitely AEW, especially with that main event. That core J and, and turn and the toxic attraction losing that belt thing kind of pissed me off. But they definitely had the better show in the main event. I recommend you guys go check it out because night two of Fighter Fest is going. By the time y'all hear it, it's obviously going to be the next night because it's going to be Wednesday because this thing's coming out a little bit later. But that's what it was. So Prime, I, I have to say, I know you didn't see much of it, but go back and watch that last ten minutes of the matchup. It's worth it. Yeah, um, honestly, I, I feel like Ricky Starks and Hobbs should have won, or just keep it on the books. But you know, yeah, well, uh, I, I think they they have plans for the Bucks. To be honest with you, I don't know what the plans are. Uh, I, I I know that it they they were saying well we we was teasing. Um, the uh, whole thing with uh, Swerve and and Lee because we didn't um, you know we wanted to throw anybody off when they won but I really believe like right now would have been the best time 
for Hobbs and starts to win that. Yeah, unless they unless they get into a feud with Swerve and Lee. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool. I'm saying because right now it's like I understand you guys start building some other tag teams. And Keith Lee and Swerve are a good team. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that that, that they're not a good team at all. But I'm saying, but they are uh, a, a really good team. I, I, I think they need to get built back up, person. Say what? I think they needed to build back up first. You don't just have this man turn on him in the rumble and then be like, oh, they broken up, and then be like, oh, my bad. And yeah, that's well, it. I, I, I mean, I'm, well, first of all, like I said, I'm not mad at the turn because that's what happens in Battle Royals. I'm not mad at the turn. But, but they were treating the turn as if it was an actual turn. Yeah. Like, Swear was like, yeah, I, I done dropped all this dead weight, and they were doing all the, the promos back and forth, and then the next week they was like, oh, all right, we're good. With no explanation. So, well, okay, it's good. I like to see. I would like to see them have a run with it. Like I said, I would also like to see because I I know Keith Lee is not going to be in a tag team forever, and neither is Swerve. Those two guys are going to go off to bigger, and better things. Swerve definitely. I see TNT Championship, even AEW Championship in his future. I definitely see AEW Championship in Keith Lee's future. Will Hobbs was just like, you know, to, to help, you know, of course, Ricky starts running around with the, the uh, FTR championship, or no, FTW championship. But I'm like, but Will Hobbs would have a tag team belt around him. I think that would have been just just awesome. Yeah, I think they feel with Keith Lee and, and Swerve. Well, I, I hope so. I hope they take the belts off of me. I'll with you. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say right now because there's no reason why we shouldn't have gotten Young Bucks versus FTR for the belts. But sure, go with Keith Lee and Sword. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know the way because I, I think, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know if they're going to feud with, with them because I know eventually FTR is going to have to probably take them belts and then so they can have all. Yeah, so why were you taking from the Bucks? Because literally that was the story of the Bucks were so. Scared, they challenged everybody except for FTR. They literally made a match. They literally was like, "All right, we're gonna pick the teams that we want to face," and they didn't pick FTR. So I thought that was gonna be like a I mean, storyline. I, I, I agree. And then had to win all championships, and then build another tag team, like build up the acclaim because the acclaim is getting over, and you know, blow blow the dust off private party. There's no reason why FTR should not have the tag team titles. I'm sorry, I love Keith Lee and sorry but. There's no reason you're going to build these guys up to get some of the biggest reactions and then just be like, yeah, nah, y'all not getting the belts. No, I, look, I, I do agree with you. I really do agree with you. Make sure you guys stay tuned for next week of Fighter Fest Part 2. I'm pretty sure we should be we should have that up before the podcast like we do. But I'm saying, but if you listen to the podcast, just continue to listen to it. But if you're watching this part on YouTube, you guys can always make sure you like, subscribe, and share when it comes to... Uh, Maybe wrestling review. All right, but now, uh, prior time is time to, for us to get up out of here. So, guys, make sure you guys check out um, all like I said, spaceflate.com. Check out the content they have on there from Lulo Plot Plus One, doing business with Mark Randall, and the Mark and Dark Show. Please make sure you guys also check out. Uh, the uh, Nerd Coaches content on there, the No Give Me City Wrestling Podcast, Nerd to Talk Podcast, Turn Table, Tip Our Culture and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongue. Also, make sure you guys check out 
uh, Prime Nostalgia Podcast. Check us out on all the podcasts that's from Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you know, uh, Stitcher, YouTube Premium, stuff like that. I always forget to ask Prime. Uh, on the Prime Nostalgia Podcast, are you guys on? You guys are on all them apps also? Yes. Okay, because you know what the thing is, I'd be looking for yourself on YouTube instead of looking for it on the podcast apps. Yeah, we're on we're on all the podcasting platforms. Okay, yeah, so I'm I'm definitely going to save that show so I can on, on Stitcher so I can you know listen to it while I'm DoorDashing and stuff. And I'm also I'm also uh, I want to try audiobook. I've been hearing a lot of good things about audiobooks. And John Moxie, I do audiobook out there. I want to try, and since, since, since I do listen to uh, Solo Monster, then he has a thing where you can get, you know, one free audio book. I'm just like, for for a trial, I'm just like, yeah, I think I want to do that. I think I, I believe, is that where they read the book to you? The artist reads the book to you? Yeah, or, you know, so, so it's kind of like you're listening to like a a story okay. or a podcast. Instead of you reading the book, somebody's reading it to you. Yeah, I, okay. So I had that with, a Bernie Mac book, yeah. he was reading it to you, and then I believe a Kevin Hart book, he was reading it, or I finished it, but he was reading like a few chapters I was listening to. Yeah, so, like, like there is, um, like John Moxie uh, has his new book out, and he's doing the readback. Now, mm-hmm. everybody that's audible does not do their own readback, they just have a random person reading it to you. Hey, but, you should you should have stood the Bernie Mac one. That's kind of funny because he's he's reading it and like telling like he's going off the script of the book sometimes. I did like oh, so, so <laughs> it's obviously must have been before he died, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like 2004. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I got yeah. This lot of, I was I want to check out, but yeah, John Moxie is the one that's doing the audio. He's doing the audio for his book. So I was like, oh, yep, yeah, I want to check that thing out. So, but yeah, post you know uh, we, we're doing all this. So check, make sure you guys check out Q Flow. I've heard a snippet from it. It sounds like Batman in the Arkham game. Oh, snap. <laughs> you know how you just be walking and he just be talking? Yeah. 1998. Yeah. It's the last time it's got That's how it sounds. Oh, Like, that's... it sounds like he's reading it while, like, other people sound like they're performing it or whatever. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, it's, it's got to sound kind of eerie. Add rain to it and you get Batman. Oh, yeah. The, you know, wait, wait till we get to the CZW chapters. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I definitely, I, 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 his story is like I want to hear his story. Like, you know, I, I'll be like, I, I want to see like yo, did Moxie secretly grow up in the hood? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know. That'd be kind of dope if he did. But uh, yeah. So make sure you guys check all that stuff out. Make sure you guys check out Q Flow and all the music and stuff like that. So once again, this is NCN Place We Chose Mr. Andy, not DIC for Prime Time. All right. Yes, and of course, uh, Q Flow ha- has left. But Q Flow, wherever you are at, man, please take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C.
At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All Dew.